Hi, welcome back to 20 Young Podcast. I'm Haley. I'm Anne. So Instagram food and cooking accounts have been on the rise for the past two months since we've all been at home trying to make bread and basically just using everything in our cabinet. And we personally have some friends who have been upping their Instagram cooking game and baking game. And one of our favorite accounts lately has been Kvetching in the Kitchen, run by our friends Kayla and Esther. And today we're going to have them on to talk about their account and what it's like doing this great social media project together as friends. Yeah, during the quarantine, people have been getting super creative and coming up with all of these amazing ideas to keep themselves entertained and to entertain others. And just a lot of good creativity going on. They actually started beforehand, but restarted once all this happened. And they post such amazing recipes and pictures of their food we're definitely stealing their sangria recipe for the day when we can actually record the podcast together in the same room before we have kayla and esther on we're going to of course be playing rosebud sorn and why don't you start oh, i normally I, I always have to remind myself to think about my rosebud thorn before i actually do it because when it actually when we actually record i never have anything to say my rose for the week is that i got my cap and gown box and they put my school put like a whole bunch of goodies in it and had just like a lot of little gifts to make the seniors feel special and they like packaged it all nicely so I was waiting for it to come in all week in the mail and I was really excited to open it so that was something good that happened but at the same time it was also a thorn because it just makes me sad because we know we're not like actually getting a real commencement and my cap and gown I'm currently staring at it in my closet and the fact that it's going to be sitting there till October, possibly even past that, is also sad. So it's like, it's nice to have. And it was super nice of them to like mail all these things out to the seniors. But at the same time, it's also disappointing because you're like reminded of what you could have had. Thank you, Corona. So that's my rose and my thorn. My bud is that right now my camp isn't canceled. So hopefully I'll have a job for the summer. And I really enjoy being at camp and love it so much and look forward to it for the whole year. Haley, what about you? My rose and my sword are also combined like yours. So I am officially graduated from college. My commencement ceremony was originally scheduled for this Saturday, May 9th. Obviously didn't happen, but they did a virtual ceremony commemorating it. Obviously, we were home. We put the ceremony on our TV. My parents and my sisters did like a great job of like actually celebrating and making it feel like even though I did actually graduate, it was my graduation day. The ceremony itself was really nice. I feel like a lot of people have been wondering how virtual commencements are happening. And I feel like it's different for every school. But my school actually pre-recorded a lot of it, which a lot of people at first were like, oh my god, I can't believe they're doing that. But I actually think that the way they had it pre-recorded and organized was for the better. Like, all the speeches were um, pre-recorded. Instead of saying our names out loud, which I was a little bummed about that, they, like, did a scroll of all the graduates. But as our names were, like, scrolling down the screen, they would have our professors on one side, like, saying congratulations. My favorite professor had um, one of those Zoom backgrounds, and she had, like, a groundhog right next to her. But at the same time, my thorn is that I'm graduating <laughs> from college. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life. My internship that I had for the summer, waiting for a final word on that. I could be going to grad school <laughs> next week. I just have no idea what I'm doing. My bud's definitely TV-related, because I don't really know what to look forward to right now. 
especially because our state is still on stay at home and lockdown till June 6th. So I can't even say like, I don't even know if we're going to be able to like go to the beach regularly in June. So I was like on the Netflix, like what's coming up in May and Selling Sunset season two is coming out on May 26th. And I definitely put that on my calendar. If you haven't seen the first season, watch it. It's about like this real estate group in, I think, LA. It's really bad and really addicting. And I can't wait for the second season. So I think it's time that we move on to Kayla and Esther. Kayla and (laughs) Esther run an Instagram account called Kvetching in the Kitch. So welcome, Kayla and Esther. Hi. Hey. So why don't you guys start off by telling us a little about yourself, where you go to college, I guess where you went to college, your major, anything you like to do, any hobbies you have. My name is Esther and I go to Muhlenberg College with Anne. I'm studying public health, or I guess I studied public health and Jewish studies. And I like to watch TV, Netflix, Bake, of course. So I'm Kayla. I'm a graduating senior from the University of Hartford major was radiologic technology and then during my senior year I studied um, MRI. Interests include traveling between um, before quarantine. How did you guys become friends? So we both grew up in the same town. I didn't go to our public high school or the public schools in our area but Kayla did. So we actually met like through our synagogue but really we went to camp together for many years, like six summers, I think it was. And we've stayed really good friends ever since. What's the origin of Fetching in the Kitchen? How did you guys get started? What was the inspiration for it? So we actually started the account, I think, in like high school. And it was during the time of like Finstas, so like fake Instagram. So we made one like kind of as a joke originally. And then I think like when the quarantine started, we were like, we're really bored. So then we like kind of reinvented it and like deleted other stuff and tried to make it a real thing. Yeah, there's real embarrassing stuff from like high school of us like cooking or like these awful pictures of us. It's it's really funny, actually. Maybe we'll uh, have them come back one day. Oh, my God. I want to see those. What is the significance of the name? What does it mean? So kvetching is a Yiddish word. It means like to complain. I don't even remember how we came up with the name. We were kind of like thinking about this recently, but we just thought it went really well with what we wanted to do. And like fetching is like complaining. So like who doesn't like to complain about food and then make good food and eat it? Do your parents when they cook, if you were little, like when you were little and your parents were cooking something that you didn't like and you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat it. And your mom would be like, well, if you don't eat this, then you're not going to eat it all. Did that ever happen to you guys? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would just make my own thing. Yeah, same. I feel like that still kind of happens. Yeah. Or I just end up saying, like, what's for dinner? And they'll say, like, salmon. And I'll be like, can I make it Ooh. my way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Actually, it happened yesterday. My parents were making, like, lobster. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have a frozen pizza. I'm not even, like, a big fan of my college's dining hall. I wish we could go back only because, like, everything's already made for you. I'm just so sick of being like, oh, my God, I have to make something. God, That's one yeah. thing and I'm still bro- going to miss post-grad. Yeah. <laughs> Abroad, I cooked every single one of my meals. And then when I got back to Muhlenberg and was in the dining hall again, I was like, this is so nice. Oh, I missed it. And also mm. not having to wash dishes. That's a pro, too. Oh, oh yeah. And then I know that well. really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little too well. So what's been your favorite thing you've made so far on the account? Favorite thing that we've actually, like, posted in feed that I've made was the homemade cinnamon rolls. Those were really good. Mm. I would definitely recommend making them. 
So I think one of the best things I've made, I've tried to be really adventurous and I've never made salmon before, but the first time I made salmon, it's sheet pan salmon with citrus avocado salsa and then roasted potatoes. It's all on one sheet, pan sheet that you just throw in the oven and you bake it all together. And it was really delicious and like super easy, even though it looked like really difficult. Who is your food Instagram inspiration or who do you like take um, recipes from or who do you follow on Instagram that's like a chefy? Is that a word? Yeah. Um, well, we follow Rachel Mansfield. She does a lot of um, really good recipes using like whole foods. Also like kind of cool connection, but she went to Muhlenberg College too. And she was in my sorority. I didn't even know until after I started to make her stuff and started to research about her. And then also I've made some recipes from Half-Baked Harvest. They have tons of things online. Uh, Half-Baked Harvest is actually my favorite. I want to make her um, sweet potato tater tots. And then she had the recipe for like a five-minute like, chocolate mug cake that I want to try. Someone else that like I recently yeah. just discovered is Molly's Best on Instagram. It says that she's a health and wellness. And so like a lot of her recipes are more on the healthy side. Another thing we like to do is these people use a lot of different substitutes for sugars and stuff like that. And it just makes it, you know, taste better and you feel better about the food that you've made. Yeah, one of my questions was that a lot of the recipes you guys share like seem to use whole ingredients or they really cater to people with dietary restrictions. Do you guys have like any inspiration behind this? Um, so I can start. Um, I keep kosher, which is a dietary restriction. So I can't mix meat and milk together. So I try to find, you know, dairy, non-dairy or dairy or different um, options, like alternatives for making things. And then also um, some people in both of our families are gluten-free and stuff like that. So we try to find recipes that everyone in our families can eat. What are your mm -hmm. go-to items to get at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or wherever at the supermarket? My holy grail is everything but the bagel seasoning. Ooh. That can, like, that's, that's a true. game changer for anything. That's a good one. I feel like especially at, like, Trader Joe's, everything that I buy is so good. It's hard to choose just one. What are some 100%. staples that you, like, always have in your kitchen? Everything but the bagel seasoning. <laughs> It's the only thing we ever cook with. <laughs> Takis. Takis. Oh my god, Takis from Trader Joe's. Oh my god. Oh god. So also like pepita salsa and plantain chips. Shout out to Rachel Lads for telling us about that. <laughs> Wait, I have a whole shopping list of Trader Joe's. Let's see what's on Let your shopping see. list. I think that's really good. Let's like when you it. don't want to cook, it's a cauliflower crust that has like the when it's like mm. already prepared with the cheese that's really good and like actually tastes oh. like decent so that's a good option when you don't feel like cooking also like two random things that I've seen a lot of people post recently Scandinavian swimmers they're like these gummies that like everyone seems to be buying and everyone loves them I mean you can't necessarily cook with them but just like a good snack and then also something else I've seen is they're called These Sprinkles Walk Into a Sandwich Cookie. <laughs> I've seen everyone post about them, and they look pretty dank. So, like, maybe we'll try it one day. What are the Scandinavian swimmers? Are they, like, gummy bears? Yeah, they're, like, gummies. If you look them up online. Oh. Are they, like, sweetest? But I have a feeling they're a little more healthier. I don't know. Oh, We can report back when we try it. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. I couldn't get into Trader Joe's the other day. I, like, drove yeah. there, and the line was, like, wrapped around the building. Yeah, same, always. Also, another thing I love getting is, like, dried fruit from there. They have really good, like, dried bananas, dried mangoes. 
a lot of really good trail mixes. They're really good with their snack foods. Yeah, they are. They have good, like, cheesy pop there. It's like, I'm not cheesy. It's like Pirate's Booty. Also, have you had their frozen mac and cheese before? You, like, pop it in the microwave. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I'm obsessed with that stuff. Oh, my God. Also, Ooh. their cauliflower and kale and gnocchi. I think I pronounced that right. Is really good, especially mm. if an air Ooh. fryer you just pop in there. Delicious. Yeah, I've heard everyone gets those. It sounds yummy. I really want to try making gnocchi from scratch one day. I made we'll it see last how well that was a fail, so I do not recommend. I feel like air fryers have been on the rise since this all started. I've seen a lot of people buy them. And then, obviously, like, bread is everyone's go-to right now. Yeah, we've definitely made a lot of banana bread. Many different versions. Your banana bread looked so good. I still have to try to make that. It's so easy. Is it the paleo one? Yeah. From Rachel Mansfield? Mm Mm-hmm. These names are just, like, just because it's, like, paleo or, like, gluten-free. Like, a lot of things that I've found, like, looking at recipes, even if they don't say it specifically, like, happen to randomly be, like, paleo-friendly or gluten-free friendly. Yeah, that's a good point because I don't have any dietary restrictions, but I live in a house of people full of dietary restrictions. And so whenever they like cook stuff or bake stuff or stuff like that, um, I'll always like try it or if they have any good snacks um, that they really love, I'll always try it too. So just because something has a label like gluten free or something like that, it's still good. Definitely. Um, And even if you're not gluten free, that doesn't mean you like can't bake it or like can't like it or anything like that right it's not even that it makes it healthier per se it's just like it's a label so people who are gluten-free or vegan or paleo free like know that they can enjoy it what has your experience been with having dietary restrictions in college and in the dining hall and cooking with like a limited time schedule how has that been for you guys one of the reasons i chose muhlenberg one of the many reasons is um for the kosher dining hall so that like my dietary restrictions were like met very easily we're fortunate enough to go to well I'm fortunate enough to go to school that has a meat and dairy kosher side that's open simultaneously so I can choose whatever meals I want whenever and they have tons of options so that's been great and then back in my apartment I used to cook challah bread and things like that um, I know that in my station, you could call it for kosher. And I know it was like the preferred station. So they definitely put out a lot of good food. Yeah, that's the same at Muhlenberg. Like everyone's in line. Doesn't really matter, which is also really amazing. And I know it eat some grilled too. chicken from I, the Nosh. I eat at the Nosh all the time. They're Again, with the mac and cheese, their wacky mac is so oh, bomb. Yeah, definitely. And the line, honestly, is always the longest at the Nosh like compared to any of the other stations in the D hall. Yeah, definitely. And it's really good food. I think we're rated like number one in Pennsylvania for best college food. Haley knows. Haley's been there. Oh my God. I could have like lived at your dessert bar. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> the cookies yeah. in the D hall at Muhlenberg are a Wait, Kayla. Thing. I literally oh, Did no. you ever eat in the Muhlenberg dining hall when your brother went to Muhlenberg? No. So yeah, my brother actually went to Muhlenberg many years ago. But I, he's like eight years older than me. So I wasn't really into the whole like scene to like stay over with him. But I know that my sister did. Did she talk highly about the food or did your brother ever talk highly about it? I honestly don't remember. Kayla mentioned it it before, but have you had any failures so far? Like you wanted to like share a recipe or a food on the um, the Instagram, but like it completely did not go the way you wanted. That was like literally half the things that I made yesterday. 
So as I said, so yesterday was Mother's Day, just for context. So I was like, oh, I have so much time. I'm going to try to make homemade, like, gnocchi. Like, so fun. So much work. Not worth it. It tasted like really good mashed potatoes. So obviously, we did not share that. And then another thing, I was trying to make some, like, fancy dessert. And it was, like, I don't even know what it was called. Let's see if I can find it. It was something like you put in the freezer but like the it was like a bar so like the bottom was like some cookie butter which was good and then the top was like some whipped filling and it like never mixed with the milk so it was disgusting so those are two fails that we've made that we haven't posted now actually the when you guys posted your um banana bread I was like oh my god this looks good but I didn't have a lot of the ingredients in my house for it so I decided to just make like a regular banana bread and I not banana bread like chocolate chip bread and I used Greek yogurt as a base and it came out horrible. I mean you want to know what I want to try that I've seen a ton of people post Greek yogurt bagels. Oh, Apparently yeah. like that's a thing. Ooh. With everything. And of course you use everything. Mm-hmm. What does he say? Oh, of course. That yeah. So maybe that will be my next thing eventually. Who knows? If you have any recommendations, yeah. really, we want to cater to like the people that follow us. So like, if you ever have any recommendations, send them our way. Definitely want to try your cinnamon rolls. I think I put them on our story when you guys posted them because they look so good. And then <laughs> my really other, good. it's sort of, they look so good. Oh my god, I'm like thinking about them right now. Um, <laughs> Like fantasizing about that. Wait, and you go, and then I have like a side note question. Okay, so my mom has a friend who has like a cooking school, and because of like the whole quarantine thing, she can't obviously have in person cooking classes. So she does like a meal kit every week where she like puts together all of the ingredients for like, uh, I don't know, this past week we made like Nutella cookies Mm -hmm. or something like that. And she'll like put together all the ingredients, and then you buy it, and then you make it. So we've been doing that every week. And this past week, I made, they were Nutella smooch cookies. It was in the dough, Nutella, vanilla, flour, sugar, other things, but I forget. And then you bake it, and then you put, like, a Hershey kiss in the middle of it, and then bake it for a little bit longer. But those, I, like, read the directions wrong. So it said cook it for eight minutes. But I don't know why I thought it said 18. Cooked it for 18 minutes instead. And they were so, so hard. They were, they were like, crazy. But in, like, when I first took them out of the oven, I didn't realize how hard they were. And I didn't realize how burnt they were. And I, like, didn't eat them. So then I gave some to my neighbors before I realized how awful they were. And, and then I, after I had given it to them, I took a bite out of it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a hot Oh, bite. no. So that, <laughs> that is a fail. Make sure to read the directions whenever you're baking things. But honestly, the idea of the meal kit is really good. It's also really smart because mm-hmm. my mom just recently told me, like, you guys have to stop cooking because we're running out of flour. And, like, obviously during quarantine, you can't just, like, go out and buy flour. You have to, like, plan your um, errands. I've also seen that Pliables is doing it. They're doing, like, a family size make-your-own-bowl thing, and they give you, like, all these bases and toppings and stuff like that, and you put it together yourself. Mm-hmm. So those are fun. And Pliables just opened in West Hartford. So I broke out my grandma's challah bread recipe. Do you guys have any tips for challah baking? 
Esther's the Hollow Queen, so she can take this. So there's a lot of different recipes you can follow. Like I've made challah like with like the bre- the dough like myself, or like I've used uh, like a KitchenAid, thrown all the ingredients into like the bread maker, and then I've taken it out and braided it. I'd say just like follow the directions, let it rise. You really need to let the challah rise. So like once you make the dough and once you braid it let it rise for like an hour before you put it in the oven and also make sure something that I've failed at over the last couple of weeks, make sure that the breed's like really, really tight. Cause I've found mm. that it's like become bigger. It's like expanded and then you can't really see the braid as well. Do you like use a bread pan a lot for it? Cause I just like, I like obviously like just put it on a shoot pan, but I've seen people use like the small like bread pans you would almost use for a banana bread. Yeah. So I've made them a couple ways. I've made them in like those types of pans before. I've also just made it on like a sheet pan. I let it rise. Um, Mm -hmm. I've tried different ways. Also like there's always fun toppings to put on. You can make it either sweet or savory. So like chocolate chips or cinnamon you can also do like the generic sesame seeds or you can do the everything but the bagel. Were you guys ever so far in quarantine been like, oh, we should make this for the account or just wanted to make it. But then you realize you didn't have the ingredients or like you went to the store and they ran out. That happened to me yesterday with my fail. So one of the reasons why it failed was because it called for cacao butter. And like, I've never heard that before. Like who has cacao butter? So I looked up alternatives and it said to use like regular butter and FYI, it does not work. There's also been um, some recipes that call for like coconut sugar. Like who knows what Mm -hmm. coconut sugar is. But I did see coconut sugar at Trader Joe's. With coconut sugar, I guess there are a lot of substitutes that do work. But then also, as Kayla said, there's a lot of substitutes that don't necessarily work. So once with coconut sugar, I used syrup and it worked perfectly fine. What tips do you have for someone who's a not a super skilled chef and b a college student with a short like a short time schedule so i would say i'm all of the above to that i guess i'll give the first piece of advice and then i'll pass it to kayla i'm not really an experienced chef like you can ask and maybe like seven weeks ago we tried to make rice (laughs) and it came out like okay But what I would say is little, I definitely feel bad. like I've improved my skills over the queue. Take, like, one recipe at a time and just, like, learn the, like, words that you don't necessarily know in, a, in like, a recipe or just, like, try different recipes and follow it. You can also add your own twist to it and see if that works. And make, like, easy things to start because that shouldn't take you so long say try to learn like your favorite dish so I really like mac and cheese so maybe you could learn really simple easy but good recipe for mac and cheese and like branch out from there I recently made egg bites and stuff like that that you can make a lot in one sitting and then just like you can either freeze it to have it during the week is really good for people that don't have a lot of so when I was abroad, the first couple of days I was there, I like had no experience whatsoever cooking for myself. And then I was thrown into a setting where I had to cook three meals a day for myself. So I was so like overwhelmed. I had no clue what to do. And I went to the supermarket and I thought I was buying like a bag of just like chicken, but it ended up being this huge bag of frozen chicken. And I didn't realize it was frozen. Okay. So that was my first problem. 
And then, so one night I was like trying to cook it and I didn't defrost it. I don't know why I didn't think to, but I didn't think to. And so then I threw the chicken into the oven frozen. And then when I took it out, it was in like a puddle of water. Lesson learned, make sure you defrost the chicken. But then after that, I feel like in cooking, nothing's ever going to be perfect. And you're bound to make mistakes or not remember to um, defrost something. And so I think it's just important to roll with the mistakes and learn for the next time and realize it's not going to be perfect. And if you eat raw chicken one night, you eat raw chicken. But then you know for the next time. Funny. <laughs> oh, my God. He's laughing at me. What's one thing that you guys hope to make soon? Yeah. I have, like, a list on my phone of, like, recipes that I see. Let's see what's on there. Oh, I saw this. Better than takeout Thai drunken noodles. So I want to make that. Um. So something sweet I want to make are, like, copycat Samoas. I've seen a lot of, like, cool recipes. Also, those, like, Greek yogurt bagels look really good. So I'm really determined to try them. Yeah, I keep seeing the Samoa. I feel like Half-Baked Harvest did a Samoa recipe. I think I've pinned Also, Rachel them. Mansfield, um, I saw posted one, and then I, I saw that a friend actually made them, and they looked really good. I was like, ooh, maybe I will try them. But yeah, Half-Baked Harvest, whenever I need, like, savory dinners, they're my go-to. So one thing we've, like, sort of been challenged with in, like, running our podcast is, like, how we split up the social media work, whether that's, like, making Canva posts or, like, who's going to post stories or new posts for that day. How do you guys split up your, like, social media work? I feel like we do it pretty evenly. Like, whoever makes the dish will obviously make the post. I feel like we do a pretty good job of just doing it evenly between ourselves. Yeah, and when there's, like, those fun posts that we do or like that don't really have to do with food it's like whoever has like the free time or comes up with the idea does it who well, all made your logo i did it looks so Thanks, cute Canva. what have some of the challenges been in running the account and has it affected or influenced your friendship at all i feel like we really haven't been doing this that long to affect our friendship but i guess the only challenge we don't really have challenges yet because like especially this week we really don't have that much to do because we're done with school. We haven't started our jobs yet. So we have a lot of time to like with our free time bake and like run this Instagram account. I would say like one challenge is that um, originally when we started this back in high school, we used to make like the dishes together and then like post it. So I guess like the one downside is that we can't like cook together. So that's why like we're doing it individually, but it would be nicer to like have someone else in the kitchen cooking with you. This one is super broad. <laughs> when she texted me this last night, we were just like finishing up questions. She's like, this is really deep, but why don't we ask them that? And I was like, okay. It's definitely super deep. So if you don't have an answer, that's okay. But if you have any input, great. What role do you think Instagram and social media plays in our lives? Because I know, especially nowadays, like Instagram is used for a lot more things besides just like a personal account how do you see Instagram as a part of our daily lives and how like where do you see it going in the future <laughs> that was super super deep so <laughs> if you don't want to answer I think that, there's so much okay. to learn actually from Instagram now you know yeah our parents and grandparents can be like what are you doing on social media the whole day but like as you said like 
there are so many fitness accounts that you can like do a workout with. Like I know I've done a blog a lot of these workout on Instagram before. A lot of my cooking ideas come from things that people have posted on Instagram. I just think there's a lot to learn. Books that I've read, I've seen people post them on Instagram and I look them up and see if I like them or not. So I think there really is a lot to learn, even though technology and social media is taking over our world. Social media is mm-hmm. really helpful during this time. Keep up with not only like your friends, like obviously we all got sent home um, to finish the remainder of our college so we could see our friends 24-7. So it's a great way to connect with them. And then also like Esther touched on, because quarantine and we can't really like go to these exercise classes or, you know, go to like cooking classes. Um, there's accounts that they're able to showcase their work and you're able to participate in their activities and things through Instagram. So like Instagram live classes, you could do an Instagram live cooking class maybe. I think that Instagram has definitely helped um, with the way that we're able to still kind of have a routine in our life and still do the things that we did before quarantine and still do them now. I totally agree with you guys, because especially in this time where we're all kind of separate and isolated, we Mm -hmm. still kind of need that human interaction. And I think Instagram and just social media in general has been really good for like the sharing of ideas um, and the sharing of like inspiration and life and stuff like that. So like I've definitely seen some Instagram cooking classes, um, Instagram live cooking classes, and people are just being super creative about it. So definitely, I think social media and technology has helped us get through this time period a lot. I really don't know Um, how we would survive quarantine without (laughs) um, like social media and our phones and stuff like that. Um, Because if this happened, you know, 20 years ago, like what would it look like? It's so, it would be so hard to like stay in contact with people and keep that like sense of connection. How much more time have you guys been spending on Instagram since starting the account? I feel like probably more, but it's actually pretty interesting you know, like every week, like I have an iPhone, so like Apple sends out like your screen time. My screen time has been going down since we made the account. So I don't know what that means, but yeah. Couldn't tell you how I'm doing yeah. it. But... Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. My Mine yesterday not. I got the notification that I went down six <laughs> percent. And I was like, what? But maybe it's because I'm on my computer way more. <laughs> Mine just keeps going up and up. It's because Anne's up. making all of her TikToks. Every week up a little more. <laughs> okay, wait, question. Have you ever thought about fetching We actually made one once. Oh, but it was like on our first You did? I don't know. That would be fun. That would be a good idea. Yeah. That would be cool. You could do like but it's a also like kind TikTok. of hard. Maybe like later in the summer what? when like oh, yeah. restrictions are like more eased we can make some something and yeah that'd be a lot of fun actually speaking of that what is your favorite quarantine activity what have you been doing to keep yourselves busy and entertained besides schoolwork i feel like most of my time has been sent through work like schoolwork and then also i work per diem at a hospital as an x-ray tech so i have been working a lot there so I'd say that's where most of my time is when I'm not on the convention account. I could have a better answer <laughs> for you in a week, maybe, just because I just finished all the work. But um, I'm really trying to do a lot of, like, reading. I have, like, a bullet journal that I got at the beginning of quarantine that I've had a lot of fun just, like, drawing random things. I've done a lot of, like, coloring books for fun. 
And I'm really trying to like perfect some Spotify playlists I have. So where do you guys hope Kvetching in the Kitchen oh, will go? Oh, go for it. Go for it, if anything. We started this like honestly just for ourselves to be entertained. So if it goes anywhere else, mm-hmm. that's great. If it doesn't, that's fine also. I feel like it's just really keeping us entertained during a time when you're stuck in your house. I'm the type of person that gets annoyed when, like, someone posts on Instagram, like, their personal Instagram every single day. So I think this gives us, like, another outlet to, like, be able to post, like, what we've baked, like, on this specific baking, like, Instagram. And so if people get annoyed, like, they can unfollow it. But, yeah, I don't want to be that person that's, like, posting every single thing I make on my, like, personal Instagram or, like, Snapchat or whatever. Like, this is specifically for it, which makes it, like, a nice outlet. So we figured out the nice way to wrap up. We'll do a rapid fire questions for you guys. You don't have to explain your answer or anything. We're just going to shout them out and give us the answer. White Claw or Truly? That's a good one. Truly. Okay, going off of that, flavor. Grapefruit. Mango or grapefruit of White Claw, I should say. Probably grapefruit. (laughs) Ew. Me and Haley get in this fight all the time the, because I can't I love it. Stand. The grapefruit is my grapefruit favorite. One. Thank you. Oh, my it. God. The grapefruit is nasty. I've been having black yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the black cherry is the best one. Black cherry is, like, definitely in my top three. But, like, if I can choose anyone, it's grapefruit. Black cherry reminds me of medicine. The raspberry one reminds me of medicine. That's, like, my least favorite. Ugh. Girl got bad taste. Okay. Okay. Eddie <laughs> For freshman and sophomore year, I would have said ZBT, and my junior and senior self say AEPI. That's such a political answer. You know, you know. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah, very politically correct. <laughs> Spotify or do you use Apple Music? Spotify. Um, okay, do you, do you like Joe Jonas or Nick Jonas better? Joe I'll say Joe Jonas. What is your favorite meal in your college dining hall? I forget the name of it. Wait, what's the favorite station or your favorite food? Or both. Okay. Um, I like the nosh. I like almost every meal um, from either. the nosh. I'm not or a both. picky eater. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Um, as they say, Whole Foods. <laughs> wait. Whole Foods, Whole, whole paycheck. Food, paycheck. Whole Foods is not for broke college students. Okay. Do you guys want to like say anything else or... Follow us on Instagram at Kvetching and the Kids. Yeah, give them a follow on Instagram. We They're follow really back. Amazing quality content there. And if you have any requests <laughs> or input, follow for us. follow. So thank you guys for being on our podcast. Thank, thank you for, for having, having us. us. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really appreciate you guys chatting with us today and sharing all of your thoughts and giving us a little taste. <laughs> of what confessing and now it's it's time for our own desperation minute (laughs) if you liked our podcast make sure to give us a review and a star rating on apple Podcasts, or subscribe to us on spotify and apple Podcasts. and you can find us at 20 young podcast on instagram all right see you next week but only nice things bye (laughs) bye